Today's podcast was originally recorded on April 2nd, 2018. It was Bingham Group's first recording and features a discussion between Bingham Group CEO AJ Bingham and Chaz Moore, president and co-founder of the Austin Justice Coalition. The wide-ranging and candid discussion covered the then-recent bombings plaguing Austin, the city's police chief search, racial dynamics and perspectives in Austin, and more. Bingham Group's podcast strives to connect with those impacting Austin from the business community to grassroots and across the political spectrum. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hello, my name is AJ Bingham, founder and CEO of Bingham Group. Today, my guest is Chaz Moore, the president and co-founder of the Austin Justice Coalition. So Chaz, to kick things off, what is AJC? We are a black-led grassroots um, organization here in Austin. We basically do criminal justice reform. That's our big thing. Um, but, you know, just all about social and racial justice. Um, you know, just trying to make the world a better place is what we do. Yeah. How long How long have y'all been about or been, when, this, when did y'all be created? Um, March 2015. So this is like year three. I got you. We yeah. had a birthday, but, you know, the bombs and all that stuff. Was yeah. Going on, so. Yeah. Well, you, you know, kind of jumping into that, right? I know, um, I know I read some articles recently, some of the quotes you've had about um, you know, the Austin bombing. And for those who don't know, over um, over our, our recent South by Southwest uh, week in mm-hmm. March, we had a series of bombings that happened in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, it appeared, at least initially, they were racially motivated. And honestly, that still hasn't been sorted out. Um, but three, two or three of the, of the victims were African-American. Um, and then um, amongst some other groups that were involved, impacted. But just what, what were your thoughts on that? I know you were engaged with, you know, mm-hmm. with the city on that. I, man, I, I just think it was um, it, it was just crazy, man. It, it you know, stuff like that happens all the time, but for it to happen so close to home, you know, was was kind of different for me. Um, you know, Austin isn't utopia, right? Like we still have problems, we still have our issues, like any other place with humans on a, on the planet. But um, to have somebody going around doing that was just it was it was just I so out of place. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, it was just it was just odd. It was it was it was just really peculiar you know for for that to be happening here um and you know when it comes to the race aspect of it i still think um at least with those first three bombs race was a part of it i mean i think race is part of everything right but for for that person to put bombs on the doorsteps of these three houses right like on the doorsteps of these people um you know two black and one latina you you can't tell me that's not about race Mm -hmm. um you know, all the other ones kind of like just randomly here and tripwire and all that kind of stuff. But um, it, it was a it was a crazy time, you know, and um, it, it was just intense. It was a, it was an intense time. Yeah, I would say just you know, I I grew up in Austin, and you when I first caught that on CNN, the stream about that the bombing, um, kind of threw me off just because I never, you know, I can't remember a time when you really heard about anything happening now, at least on national news with Austin involved that wasn't. That was but positive, right? Yeah. And so it was just, and then it was, uh, I think, kind of surreal, you know, because even just driving around in my neighborhood, you know, you see a box in the road or just more so the la- that last mm-hmm. bombing they had was a tripwire. Mm-hmm. And you realize, man, it's really, yeah. <laughs> it could be anywhere, yeah, right? Crazy. So it was a trip. And, you know, relating to that, just, you know, what was your interaction or what, what AJC's work with, um, I know there's some there's community outreach related to that because we had I think there was concerns with Urban Fest mm-hmm. right around the corner. Um, that's a big um, you know black music festival on auditorium shores in Austin, 
And obviously, with racial motivation still there, the bomber, I mean, there was concerned to that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of black people together. What was your all's work with, uh, with, with Interim Chief Manley um, and just the other members of the community? Yeah. So I, th- I think the main thing for us was to, you know, because we can only do so much, right? I, I think a lot of people think we're like the Justice League of superheroes and we can actually go out and like catch bad guys, but like that's, that's not reality, right? Yeah. So the, the only thing we could do is, is let the authorities do what they need to do to find the guy and... Um, I think one of the, the the best things we did that we got a lot of positive feedback was um, we translated this, like, safety message into, like, four or five different languages mm-hmm. um, just to make sure, you know, because Austin is very diverse when it comes to language. So uh, we want to make sure everybody was aware of what's going on. Um, and we also held, we held the town hall at Greater Mount Zion Baptist Church. It was about, I think, 400 people there, maybe 300. Um, you know, it was, it was a time for people to ask the chief questions, and the mayor spoke, and it was just a time for people to come together in the midst of all that, you know, craziness. So uh, I, I think we just provided a space for people to, um, one, come together and also just letting people know what was going on and be safe as possible while all that was going on. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's all we could do. Yeah. yeah. And related to that, just with, you know, the work that Chief or Interim Chief Manley did with mm-hmm. APD and the immediate the the calls from some of council from some of council for him to uh, mm-hmm. be his chief. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Or you I mean there's not nothing's happened on that yet? But just what are your thoughts? One on him being, um, you know, applauded for. I guess you know, given that the opportunity, right, based on the work on this case. But then broadly, just with APD and mm-hmm. the ongoing police chief search we've had. I mean, what is your involvement with that? I think, um, and a lot of people might not like this, but you know, I think this is the truth. I think if we put out a search, right, you know, I think we we have to look at policing as a fraternity because it is, you know, like you know, those guys back each other up tremendously. I, I I couldn't imagine any other person wanting to apply for this job with the fact that he handled this this bombing thing like so. You know, it wasn't perfect, right? It took him. It took him way. It took him way too many days to call this guy a domestic terrorist. But, mm-hmm. um, but even outside of that, he he did a pretty good job. Um, so I don't. I don't even think people would apply for this job. I think. I think across the nation, people are like, you know, that's the guy for the job. So, you know, I, I think people want to do a search because the public input is important. I, I definitely get that. But, I mean, I, I don't. I don't see anybody competing with Chief Manley for the job. Um, and you know, he he's done some pretty good stuff. He's he's done some good work with us. You know, he took our de-escalation policy. Um, you know, he invited us to the implicit bias training that they're doing. Um, I think he's finna do undo racism, or I think he already did it. So you know, um, if if he gets it, great. If he doesn't get it, our job is to work with whoever that person is to make sure we can you know, continue to have progressive policies and, 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 and move forward and, and get better and have the best police department we can. So, but, you know, if, if he got it, you know, it's, it's no, I have no ill will against that. I, th- I think he did a tremendous job. Yeah, so more overall, just a process, just wanting to have an open call process mm-hmm. than just giving, giving someone a job. Yeah, I'm, but I just, again, I don't think anybody, I, I don't, I don't think anybody. It's the process, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. Because he did, I mean, overall, I think just given what he had to work, you know, post, you know, comments post yeah. incident, yeah, but the whole, the whole, given what he had to work with it and doing this case, yeah, and objectively, again, I have no ties to APD, yeah, um, you know, the weight of what you're under to, yeah. to chase, and you know, there's no, you know, basically the guy, the bomber, slipped up, 
Yeah. Now it led to it. it led yeah. to us being like a police field to get to them, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, handling that as as, as evenly as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that. I think overall, just a process. So I mean, related to that, just overall council. I mean, you're you're definitely a uh, a known face at council, right? Lo- loved or hated, as my attorney always said, loved or hated, but never ignored. Just like, um, but just what are what issues beyond you know the police police chief search? Um, you know, uh, are y'all is AJC concerned with what they're looking at? I, I, well, you know, I think um, we, we have a we have a really we have a really diverse group of people, right? And I think we all care about certain, like, you know, Aisha cares about kids and community, so you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Um, I, I think the big thing for me right now is learning about how ASD is treating black and brown kids and mm-hmm. black and brown parents and you know, black and brown staff. Um, so I, th- I think outside of the police stuff, I think that's something that um, we're really going to start taking a hard look at. Um, the fact that I have, you know, black teachers calling me saying that they've been discriminated against, you know, some are losing their jobs and being replaced by, you know, younger white teachers for apparently no reason is something that, that I'm definitely interested in. Um, you know, we, we're trying our best to mimic what they did in Atlanta. Atlanta got rid of cash cash bond, um, you know, because, man, and, and, you know, there's so many people sitting in jail over, like, four or $500 just because they, they can't afford it, so we're working on that. Um, Project Orange is, is, is slowly but surely taking off where we go into Travis County Jail and register inmates to vote. Um, it's a lot, man. We, like, like, we're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's ongoing, <laughs> you know. I mean, I definitely know every, every week uh, brings more exciting... Uh, <laughs> Items on the agenda. If that's what you want to call it, yeah, yeah well, I'm paid to do it, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but but you know, I think it's um, I, I think we're finally realizing as an organization uh, that it is it's not just like the police department, right? Like you you can't you can't expect to fix all the problems by just reforming or trying to fix the police department, like right? So um, it's kind of like the school to prison pipeline. Like you you can't. Just focus on the prison part. Like you have to look at the school because like that's where it initially starts. So, is you know I I, th- I think we're slowly but surely making sure we hold everybody and all these different entities and all these different like pockets accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the police department does so much and it's a big part, right? When you think about police brutality, when you think about you know unarmed black people getting shot and stuff like that, but. It, it's also like the suspension rates. It's also the fact that, you know, black and brown kids, black and brown girls mainly are, you know, suspended at, I think, a 2.5% rate higher than any other group of people. Like, like why is that? Like, why are we criminalizing kids? Like, you you, you know, it's also, you know, I, we here we are in Mueller, this beautiful, probably like white haven of a neighborhood, right? Like, you're probably one of the only black people over here. Um, but I'm, I am black, by the way. <laughs> but but the, but you know you also have to look at Colony Park, right? Like Mueller has a, uh, I think a, like a, a clinic or something, right? Like right there, you you can walk there if you get hurt. But in Colony Park, it takes you 45 minutes to get, you know, mm-hmm. to, to a clinic and stuff like that. It's also about like food deserts and all. That. So it's like I think we as a society, we as an organization, we have to start looking at all these little like microaggressions, right? Like a lot of times we focus on the macro. Like the, by the time you see you know Stephon Clark in Sacramento, that's a macroaggression because it happens all the time, but mm-hmm. you know, poverty is, is a microaggression that we don't want to talk about, right? Like all those micro things is 
is it, in my opinion, at least, I don't want to speak for the whole organization, but you know, like that's how you start um, getting rid of some of the macros. Like you have to start micro first. Like I think a lot of times activists and organizations want to kill the, the big picture, but you know, it's the little things that add up to the big picture that that I think we have to start paying a, a little bit more attention to. Yeah. So, so you know, like I mean, you know that, like at, at the Capitol, like you know. Uh, Man, those bills are so important. Like, bills are so important, right? Because mm-hmm. they become law. And it's, like, we have to have people like you and I at the Capitol to make sure that, um, you know, people that look like us are, are not going to be affected or are, gonna, are, are going to reap benefits from some of these things, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, a lot of people don't think like that. I didn't, I didn't even think like that until I got, you know, last year was my first session. And it, it was... I was literally up there every day. Somebody should have gave me a certificate or something. Yeah. But um, well, I, 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 I realized how important that was. Like we, we have to be there and be that voice for us because nobody else is going to be. So, yeah. and real quick, Chaz is talking about the Texas legislative session. They they meet every odd year um, for about five months, and so mm. you know thousands of bills come through. Um, and really, the work begins in March to May. Yep. Um, a three month span to get. Past laws are going to impact people for at least two at least two years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, come back to your earlier point, though, just a bit with Austin and you know this microaggressions and overall, just as a black millennial, right? Mm-hmm. For people, you know, at, at, at the aftermath of some of the articles that came out with, uh, regarding the bombing, touched on in particular, you know, what how the black community in Austin felt on that, and there are some articles from people from people who former yeah. Austinites who uh, were you know just. Just discussing what it is to be a black a black Austinite in this city, um, you know, as an activist and so someone who's more heavily involved in the policies of the city than probably most, um, than also a black millennial, um, you know, wh- what would you, how would you describe Austin overall? You know, and I'll say as a caveat, myself, you know, I mm-hmm. was I've been here since I was eight. I've been here twenty six years, mm-hmm. and you know, this is home. Um, my business is here, obviously, and I'd like to have a family here. And you know, at some point, um, and I don't believe no, no city is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but I think, in my non lobby business opinion, mm-hmm. there are things I see in Austin that you know, if we don't address, I think some of your points are going to raise some mm-hmm. of the issues we have. We can't fully grow new to the city. I think we can become that. I hope we could become. Yeah. Um, I feel that, uh, that to hear some people talk about Austin who nece- might necessarily be a minority when they moved to Austin, they have this view that is it's this progressive utopia. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, comparatively to some cities, there are some it, things that may not be as um, outright as mm-hmm. others. Um, but those are still very surface things. And so I'd love for you to talk more about just what you know, your view on that. I mean, I definitely give mine, but I want to just hear from Chaz and what you think about that. I think, um, man, I, I just, I, I think Austin is, if, if, if get out was like a real life thing, like it would be awesome. I, I, I just like, I think that's what I get here. Um, I think, and I, I got to say this first, you know, even though we're all black, we're not a monolith and we all think and, 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 and feel differently, but Austin is a place to me where black people are not comfortable being black. Um, it's, it's just a, it's, it's just a, it's a weird place, man. I, I think we've been so something, I don't want to say beaten down, I don't want to say pushed out, but we've been so something to where you know, we just go along to get along, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
is is you know I I tell I've been saying this a lot lately, but you know I come from Houston. I grew up around you know black and you know back then we said Mexicans because that's what it was. These people were actually from Mexico, so I don't want nobody writing you saying how dare you say that. But um, and I, I tell people the only time I saw white people in Houston is when I went to Target. Like that's the only time I saw white people. So then I come to Austin, I go to UT, and I'm I'm engulfed in like you know just white whiteness everywhere. Um, and it, it, it's, it's just it's just been so different. It's just different here. Like, it's just different. Like, you have to go to the four or five places downtown to see black people. Like, it's not like in Houston you can go anywhere and see black people. Like, mm-hmm. we, it, for some reason, we only occupy these certain spaces. And I, I don't know why that is. We don't even... Um, I don't know. Man, it, it's just... It's just... It's... It's, it's odd. It's just odd. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> it, you know, it's, my... It's my no, again, I grew up in Austin, and the first time I went to visit Atlanta, I was visiting my buddy at Morehouse, historically mm-hmm. black university, um, my first time in Atlanta. I remember getting, getting off the plane mm-hmm. and just being in the airport and then you know, end up going downtown a bit mm-hmm. and just feeling uh, something was off. Somewhere yeah. in a good way, like something yeah. feels a little good. I don't know, like, <laughs> just spring my stuff. People were just talking. It's just, you know, every, all, nothing changed. I went to the same stores and shops I would mm-hmm. go to in Austin. But it definitely was just a little more um, darker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, this is what must it feel like to I think to be white. I've told my white friends that. It's just yeah. you know, I now I see it because this city I know is you know it's there's a strong black political legacy there. Yeah. And that you feel, you just, I mean, it's a weird thing that you don't really feel like you're in power until you're in a place like that. Mm-hmm. Like you know the systems here, you know. They keep things in check for you, mm-hmm. right? And but, it's just a, it's a different kind of feeling anyway, Mike. Having kind of the case to your point of growing up here and then seeing yeah. that, I felt. And see, I think that's. And I never thing. felt it before either. I never felt I, I that think, kind I of thing. I think that's the thing. Like, like we know as black people here, it's just like we never see them. It's, it, it's like you know we got the the Slack groups and we got the Black Austin Facebook groups, and and so we know we're here. It's just like where are we? Like, it is. I, I, it's just like I feel like we literally go to work and then go home. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no black social scene here, and. Um, if I if I and I don't I'm not leaving Austin I love it it's home, but if 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 it was a reason for me to leave that would be it like I hate going out not seeing like black you know we went to brunch yesterday right and it's I think we would well it was it was it was a frat there but if you take the frat out it would it would have just been me Aisha and David right yeah. and just like why are we not enjoying these same spaces like we would in Houston or Dallas or you know probably even San Antonio yeah. I don't I don't know how many black people there but I'm sure it's more than what we are here. So, yeah. And then, you know, just r- related to weird, weird thoughts just on, you know, about naming any names at all. We have some elections coming up um, this November. Just overall, like, what's your sense of, of uh, just black political representation in the city? More so coming from a city like Houston that has, mm-hmm. I think, similar to Atlanta, a strong history of black yeah. um, political leadership from the local levels to the federal, federal levels. Um, wh- and more so again because you are involved in local pol- local policy, but you're you know by extension politics. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both political animals. What what what's your view on just the state of black political participation participation in the city of Austin, but also the current leadership, whether they're elected or otherwise. And you know, no names to be named. Oh, <laughs> uh, no names to be named. You know, but just overall, your sense of that. I think. Um... Man, I don't know how to answer this question. I I I, th- I think we I think we're getting. 
I think this up and coming group of leadership, when I think of, you know, certain groups, um, when I think of, you know, some of the new organizations that are popping up, I, I think our black leadership is, is definitely going in the right direction. I think, um, I, I think it's a little bit of, of gatekeeping that, that goes on within the black community. When I think of some of the, the older organizations, the older leadership, um, and, you know, I don't, I don't know why that is, but I think they're also growing more comfortable with this new wave of leadership coming in, right? So, um, and then, like, like when it comes to elected officials, you know, I, I think, well, you know, we only got one black councilwoman. I think she's done a pretty good job. Um, and if, you know, she gets her seat back, I, I, I think she'll continue to do a good job. But, you know, I'm also excited to see the people that are running for that same seat in District 1. So... Um, I mean, you know, I, th I think we'll be all right. I think what's going on in like, you know, like District 46, I, th I think a much needed change there. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I, I think I think times are changing um, for the better. And I, I think that's how it normally is, right? Like people at some point, I'll be an old guy that probably don't know what I'm talking about. It'll be some young buck come. Um, and I think we have to welcome that, that new perspective, that new vision in. So um, and I think that's where we are right now. So I'm, I'm really excited to see um, both you know, uh, uh, elected leadership and, you know, just grassroots leadership um, continue to kind of mold where we go. So cool. And just in closing, you know, any what would you want uh, our listeners and Austinites in general to know about AJC and your work in the community and how they get involved? Um, first of all, give us all your money. No, I'm just I'm just joking. Um, but they are a nonprofit. Yeah, but you know, I, that's something we don't we don't focus on. We never ask people for money. Like we we do the work because you know we want to. Um, and I'm, I'm I mean I'm so blessed and so lucky to have a group of people that you know haven't quit because like you know I'm not paying anybody substantial amounts of money, right? These and these people are still here. That lets me know they're crazy like me, right? So um, you know, if if I tell people all the time, if you if you think or you want to change the world, like I think we're a good placement for that you know I, I think I think we're a group of people that really think we can't change the world I think I think we slowly but surely are and if if that's something you want to do come check us out and I think just because it has to be said you know this is an organization that's for for you know you don't have to be black to be part of it mm -hmm. right because just just because yeah. I need to say that because I think people might get the yeah, right I mean, and, but you, and you know I also when I first started AJC I wanted this to be like this new black panther I wanted it to be like a million black people just you know, all black berets and everything. All twenty of us in Austin. Yeah, but but then I yeah I realized like I mean I'm in Austin, Texas. That's not gonna happen, right? So, and I tell people all the time too, like a, a lot of I can't fight racism without having white people in that camp. Like racism is not black and brown people's thing. Like that's their original sin. They have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like tackling a, a lot of those issues, like we have to have white people there, right? Like same thing with you know I I can't expect women to fight for you know, equity and equality. Like, we as men, we have to fight for that, right? So, um, and I, I think it's going to take all of us as as humans, right, to, to come together and, and create the world that we want. Um, and, you know, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of being uncomfortable in that, right? Because, like, we have to get over, we have to get over race. We have to get over differences. We have to get over all that stuff. But, um, I mean, that's what it's going to take. Like, it, it's, I, I can't, I can't expect black and brown people to, fix a world that we didn't mess up right so you have to have white people in that fight um and you have to uh, you have to make them be comfortable with being uncomfortable um right like you just can't come and like placate them but you know and 
Yeah, but it's for it's for any and everybody. Anybody yeah. that wants to make a difference, like that that's that's our role. Very good. Well, yeah. Chaz Moore, thank you for your time, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll see you around the uh, city hall. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you will. Making noise. All right. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can find this and other recordings at www.binghamgp.com backslash podcast. Thank you.